can't wear hats. I got this really cool hat one time, and uh, I tried wearing it over to my friend's house. And when I was there, everybody was like, why are you wearing a hat? I'm not a hat guy. You're not a sports guy. Some people look good in hats, but when I'm wearing a hat, people are just confused by the fact that I'm wearing a hat. No, you shouldn't be wearing a hat. Shine a light on whom? This great hair I've got to show off. Good morning and aloha, fam. It is I, Chuck Thompson. And we are broadcasting on behalf of KKU, KKU 88.5, The Voice. Of gravy. Of gravy. I don't think that's something that they really wanted. On behalf. I don't think they really asked of the us historic to biscuits and gravy amphitheater on, on 333 Dairy Road. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Yeah, live from the Biscuit Bunker here in downtown Kihei. Special quarantine edition. Beautiful downtown Beautiful Kihei. downtown Kihei. Yeah, biscuit eater. You're a biscuit eater, Biscuits Chuck. and gravy is presented in a part by lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Benedict Cumberbatch's Cucumbers. There's no cucumber match for Cumberbatch. Today's show is brought to us by Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks. They're in a league of their own. Whoa, I love it. For a limited time only, so catch them if you can. <laughs> you know what's the best part about Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks? They're big. <laughs> nice. They're big. They're Chuck. big. <laughs> you doctors have been telling us to drink eight glasses of gravy a day. Tom Hanks, so much going on, on in the world, Vincent Fody. We usually talk about lizard people, but today it's going to be Scientology. Well, we're still going to talk about lizards. Oh, people. of course. You've got to give the biscuits what they need. You're wearing a reptar shirt. I am. Which is, a, he's a giant lizard. He is a giant lizard. I love reptar. Rug he rats. says, halt, I am reptar, <laughs> is his catchphrase. <laughs> Today's show is brought to us by Loincloths by Lionel. Hello. Is it these you're looking for? If not, I'll help you find more Loincloths. Finding Loincloths will be as easy as Sunday morning. Hey, Vince, I hear that they have new hours. They do. They're actually now open all night long. All night long. And if you're worried that you're not going to see Lionel Richie there at nighttime, don't worry. He works the night shift. <laughs> He's got an endless, endless love, love. <laughs> for Loincloths. That's oh. located in the historic loincloth district. In, in good old Oahu. Uh, he actually has these new loincloths that are made with non-cling material, so they won't get stuck on you. Stuck That's on Loincloth you. by Lionel. Loincloth by Lionel. Anti-cling. to drink eight glasses of gravy a day. So uh, how was your whole month of 420, Chuck? A lot of gravy, a lot of blunts. Yes, lots of... <laughs> <laughs> Those two things. I've converted. Do you I smoke did, blunts in your house? I've been smoking blunts in my yard. Yeah, you got to go outside for the blunts. So what happened is, is I actually don't mind smoking blunts inside. Uh, my girlfriend. Hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, for some reason, girlfriends don't enjoy people so, smoking blunts and joints bl- in their blunts house. Blunts outside, though, work blunts really well. Blunts outside are good. Because I got new neighbors on one side of me that just moved in, and I have to be dominant. I have to let them know that I'm going to be tanning and crying and smoking and listening to John Prine in the backyard. All at the same time. And then I have to have in peeing. That's why I water my plants. Right. And then I have neighbors that just moved out, and they're showing the house. So, of course, I have to be 
drinking and tanning and smoking blunts and crying and so listening to John when, Prine. If somebody moves in, they know what they're in for. They know what they're getting into. Is the John Prine making you cry? It's all together. It's really emotional music, You're thinking man. about the untimely passing of John Prine? No, his songs are just emotional. They made me cry even before. And alive. it was an untimely death. He was only, what, like 98? He's only... Yeah. <laughs> How old was John Prine when he, he died? He was 77 and uh, has been dying of alcoholism <laughs> for the past 50 years. That's a long time. He's had cancer twice, actually. Mm. So good old John Prine killed Lived by Corona. Than he have, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was dying before Corona. But we had a whole month of 420, which stoners were looking forward to for years. They're like, a whole month of 420. Everybody was like, dude, in the year 2020... In April, it's going to be a whole month. And then the prophecy came true. The prophecy came true. <laughs> Not only did it come true, but everybody got the entire month off, so everybody got to stay home. And Can't be drug tested if you don't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I got that Gandalf pipe. You got a sweet, sweet Gandalf got pipe. A sweet Gandalf pipe, which was really great. It really helped me enjoy my 420. I know. But now we're into May. Now it's yeah, the so first May. Now it's time to wake up from that haze that everybody was in. Wake and bake I the biscuits and gravy. Everybody away. was dumber over 420. I was saying that. I oh, think my God. Everybody smoked, smoked themselves into a stupor. Stupor. Yeah. Not only that. I couldn't most think of that word home. a couple days ago, but now I can think of the word stupor. You can Now you can think of stupor. Because you're no longer um, stupid. It's called poverty of speech. When you yeah. smoke too much weed, the weed enzymes get in your brain. <laughs> also, if you spend all your money on weed, it's poverty of money. Mm-hmm. So smoking a lot of blunts instead of But I think the, the fog has cleared now. I opened up the door the and fog. let all the smoke out. <laughs> the fog. It's, the fog is cleared. It's oh. like at the end of the month of 420, just open your door and let all the smoke out into the world. <laughs> it's like the van in uh, Fast Times. Yeah, all the bees just drop dead outside. Fast Times in Ridgemont High when they open up the they open up the van and all the smoke just plumes out. Oh man! Imagine when you do like, you have plumage? Plumage? Do you have plumage, Chuck? You try like waking and baking as you're a kid, getting caught. The weed all over you, baking yeah. in your car. Ah, oh, blunts are really good for that because the the smoke is so thick; it just fills up the car. You can't even see your own hand in front of your face sometimes. Mm. If you're doing it right, if you're doing I remember it right. my my '93 Tercel. You got to get Toyota a blunt. Tercel was quite small and quite so, easy to bake out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what uh, Toyotas are all about, baby. Coming up on the show, we got Chuck stuff, the knowledge buffalo. <sighs> Buffalo sound. What is Chuck stuff the knowledge buffalo? That's when Chuck tries to prove that he's the smartest buffalo in the room. That's right. The host of the biscuits and gravy show, Chuck Sauce, will prove that I am the smartest buffalo in the room. You can email your questions at thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's right. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. We'll a- ask those questions to you live on the air. Live, baby. So don't forget to send us your questions and try to send us the answers, too, so I don't have to look them up. Vince doesn't want to look it up. He's too busy watching TV, which is another one of our lovely segments. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Today's show is brought to us by Matt Damon's Exorcisms. Need to get out the demons? Get out the demons. Biscuits Matt and Gravy Damon's is presented Exorcism. in part by lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Benedict Cumberbatch's Eggs. Benedict Cumberbatch's Eggs. Make your eggs. Benedicts. And also by Leonardo DiCaprio's guillotines. Get decapitated with DiCaprio. Really excited for spoiler alert today. Hey, spoiler I alert. Am, we're actually going to do spoiler alert. alert a little bit early. I didn't like the Rick and Morty episode. We're going to uh, talk about well, it. Well, you're not alone. We're going to talk about oh, that. Oh, good. Okay. But first, guess what? What? It's May. It's May. Yeah. Did you have a uh, Did you have a good May so I did. Far? 
It's gonna be May. Uh, what did you do for? It's the gonna 4th? be May. Uh, the May fourth. Did you watch any Star Wars? I did. Um, I also had a good uh, May first, which was May Day. May Day, the uh, historic May Day here in Hawaii, <laughs> because we didn't get to watch people dancing. Because on TV. here on May Day, uh, May Day is Lay Day. Mm-hmm. But I got a question: What is May Day? Save it for the end of the show. Nobody <laughs> actually, nobody actually knows what May Day is. I think I like, don't know. We had a May Day in in Catholic church growing up. It was just about flowers and shit. I I think like I've always heard things about May Day. Like <laughs> it's just about flowers. It involves flowers, baskets of flowers. April showers brings May flowers. May right? flowers. And what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. Pilgrims. <laughs> 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 oh man. But all all my life growing up, like you would see things about Maypoles and May Queens. If there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed now. now. It's just a sprinkling for for the May May Queen. But I think it's very. I think it's all secret satanic stuff, right? Isn't May Day like all? It's not satanic. Pagan, satanic. Pagan Pagan and satanic are the same thing. Yeah, it is. God damn it, you Christ worshiper! They're not the same thing. Pagans are satanists. God damn it! Here's the proof. You know that they're not the same thing. That Led Zeppelin quote that we just said: "If there's a bustle in your hedgerow, if there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed now." It's a hedgerow. 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 It's like a row of hedges, I think. Oh, a hedgerow. (laughs) Don't be. It's not hedge grove. Oh. Like a grove of hedges. It's hedgerow. Oh, really? I thought it was hedge grove. I think it's hedgerow. But anyway, that is the that is the part of the song in Stairway to Heaven where if you play it backwards, supposedly there's supposed to be satanic messages Ooh. that say something about sweet, sweet Satan. Sweet, sweet Satan. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's the proof right there. I don't know. I think May Day is like, uh, did you ever see Midsommar? Oh, God. Did you see that? No, I really? only looked it up uh, recently. I think May Day is when you go into a barn and there's a lot of flowers and naked girls and then they I'm, all have sex with you. It's like a mating kind ritual. of all about that. Yeah. That's from the movie Midsommar. And then I think there's a giant effigy that they burn at the end. Nice. That seems like pagan cool stuff to that me. That does seem like cool pagan what, stuff. That, you ever see that Nick Cage movie where the bees get him and they burn him? It's called Wicker Man. Not the bees! Not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! <laughs> I like that movie, and I like the movie Mandy, where he also does a lot of screaming, where he's just drinking and screaming. <laughs> just drinking and screaming. And then, spoiler alert, at the end, it turns out they were on some sort of post-apocalyptic planet or something like that. Huh? I don't know. We got to watch. We should watch Mandy. I'll, I'll, I'll be down to watch Mandy. Next time we have a movie night, we got to hang out and watch Mandy. Oh, man. Uh, but it wasn't just May Day where we celebrate pagan rituals. Uh, it was also May the 4th. Yes, where we also celebrate. So, where we celebrate the pagan ritual of Star Wars. My girlfriend was, like, really upset. She was like, I don't remember May the 4th being a thing growing up. It's like 420. And I'm like, baby, do not listen to the Biscuits and Gravy show. Hold on. For, first of all, 420 was always a thing. Always a thing. And second of all, May the 4th wasn't a thing growing up. May the 4th was something that started as, like, an internet joke. I think the internet helped it. And then, of course, when Disney took it over, they fully embraced it because they're like, we have a built-in day where we can where we can celebrate Star Wars. By the way, uh, Lego Star Wars, really great. Yeah, it was just one of those. Just got to say it. Spoiler alert. Lego Star Wars. Star Wars. Really great. Great. And Lego Batman, also not bad. There's a lot of good Lego movies. Yeah. I think they actually got an Oscar nomination for... An Oscar for, nod for the Lego? An Oscar nom for the song Don't Everything. Like... It was the song Everything is Good. I don't know. Everything is something. If you know the answer to that, give us a call, 808-873-3435. 
at, just talk to Tony Two Tokes. He's in the studio. We're not. <laughs> We're in the biscuit bunker. I, uh, We're not going to answer the phone, but you can tell Tony. I went kayaking the other day for like 25 minutes. I want to go kayaking. And then we should go tomorrow or the next day. Dude, when I used to kayak every other day in the morning when I lived over by in North Kihei. That's where I go kayaking. Dude, my shoulders were ripped. Wow. I had awesome shoulders in my, my like my uh, shoulder muscles were all. The only thing I ripped is muscles my from all that rowing. Suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. Can I tell you a story about uh, kayaking the other day? Does it involve Star Wars? I was getting into the kayak, and I had was struggling to get into the kayak, and I was falling. And there were police officers patrolling the beach, and they stopped their quads to watch me and Shane fall out of our kayaks. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I went across the street to try to buy beer from the ABC store, and I didn't have a mask. So this happened to you, listeners at home, where you didn't have a mask. So you had to impromptu make a mask out of something in the car, or you just put your uh, you pull your shirt up over your nose. Oh no, that that's what I do made, when I when I sneeze and pop. That would have made way more sense. I was I wish you were with me when this. No, I tried my dirty shorts. First of all, I've not been wearing underwear during the quarantine for the most part. I've been wearing the same pair as basketball shorts. I've never played basketball. They're very stinky. I never washed them either. <laughs> <laughs> so what a what a weird contradiction. So Shane's like, don't use. You've your never shorts. played basketball, but yet your basketball shorts are still the stink. dirtiest. The, they smell like everyone played did basketball. You have, did you have them. gym shorts when you were in high school? Uh, <laughs> and you would just keep them in your locker and yeah, never wash actually, them. So we, by the end of the year, wear, like, everybody stank. Sw- I think I actually wore sweatpants at one point. That was weird. Sweatpants are weird. Yeah. Anyway, I had to wear. I had to improvise. They don't a mask. make me sweat. To go into the ABC store because I kayaked for 25 minutes and I wanted what? Discount beer. By oh. the way, love convenience stores. You, the bars are closed. Nothing stopping you from just going into a convenience store and pounding beers in the parking lot. Oh, I thought you were going to say just pounding beers in the store. Oh. Just go into an ABC store, grab some tall boys, and just pound them right there. Oh, man. See how many you can drink before they make you leave. <laughs> or make you pay for them. So I ended up putting a shopping bag around my head to go in there. And it's a reusable shopping bag that Christy got at a Disney store. And it's Asian pictures of Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Clearly something that my girlfriend would get. So I had to, like, cover it. So I looked like I was, like, about to climb a mountain. Because it was, like, really covering everything but my eyes. And I go in there, like a Sherpa. and I look ridiculous, if you can imagine. I'm wearing Pickle Rick bathing suit, right? No shirt. I have a Pickle Rick mask. And then you why have a Pickle you, Rick mask? Why don't you have a mask? It was given to me by a friend of the show, Corky Gardner. Oh, no way! I Where gave Corky Gardner a mask, and she gave you a mask. She didn't give me a mask. Oh. Well, she likes me more than you. Well, as she should, actually. <laughs> So it was great, though, because I you don't get carded during quarantine. This is, like, the best time to be, like, 17 because you can just go into liquor stores and, like, you can't get carded well, because can, they can't take your mask down. Right. Off for them or you can just you. show a fake ID. And as yeah, long as it's you not, can just show anyone's ID. As long as it's not, like, a black guy on the ID, I think you'll be fine. Well, unless you're an African-American, the, then I'm sure it's fine, too. The, the cops make you um, take your mask off, though, if they pull you over, don't they? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Today's show is brought to us by Dwayne Johnson's Wholesale <laughs> Seafood. It isn't a rock. It's a rock lobster. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? G- Today's show is brought to us by Gene Wilder's Wild Speculation. Because coming up on the show, Vincent Fody, as promised, via text message, 
we have some wild speculation about Tom Cruise, Elon Musk, Scientology, and NASA. Ooh, baby. And that doesn't even scratch the surface of what we're going to be talking about with Michael Jordan. That doesn't even scratch. Are we talking Michael Jordan conspiracies today? Is Michael Jordan a lizard? Find out later on the show during Conspiracy Cookbook. Let me grab my ticket. All right, I got my tickets. Let's jump on the gravy train today, all right? Let's do it. Our first step. You hear that sound, Chuck? Ooh, baby. The first stop on the biscuits and gravy train this morning. We've got a mini morning wood for you guys. <laughs> Don't me and you both. <laughs> morning wood is brought to us by Kim Kardashian's sunscreen. Nobody knows more about getting pounded by rays than Kim Kardashian. Morning wood is presented in part by Benedict Cumberbatch's umbrella patches. Leaky umbrella? Don't just patch it up. Cumberbatch it up. And also by John Ham's pork products. If it's not ham, it's, it's not, not pork. pork. Morningwood is presented in part by Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Wings. The best way to cure a Hulk-sized appetite. Now, let me ask you this, Chuck. Do you know who Joe Buck is? Joe Buck! Can't say that I do. Okay. That doesn't you surprise me. because I don't give up because about Joe Buck. Sports is your Achilles hoof. Is oh. he the guy that created the Buccaneers? No. And, by the way, Joe Buck kind of sounds like a porn star name. Oh, I was going to jump into it. But Joe Buck is not a porn star. He's actually a sports commentator. Oh, well, then this is Morningwood. What is Joe Buck and sports commentating? Joe, Joe Buck is an award-winning sports commentator who's appeared on multiple channels. He does a lot on Fox and okay. ESPN. I think he actually worked for HBO at one point. Well, Joe Buck was approached by a porn company to do – uh, sports commentating on some of their uh, live webcam porn shows. That's amazing. Right? It's like this meatloaf song, Paradise <laughs> for the Dashboard Light. We got a real pressure cooker going out here. That's actually probably the best analogy could you could have. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. So, yeah, they actually offered him one million dollars to do to do play by play on pornographic videos. That's got to be like the hardest job to have and not masturbate on the job. Which honestly, I gotta say, I don't think that I really need forcing you to watch. So what would he be watching like Chatterbait or like what's the other one where like don't masturbate alone. Get teenage cams to masturbate with you. Is that what Chatterbait is? Or cam soda, cam cab. Cam Soda? Cam Soda yeah. is another live uh, streaming cam site. Mm-hmm. So they didn't say which which site it was, but somebody did offer them. I, I guess because all the sports are canceled, so all the sportscasters are looking for something to do. Right. And so uh, this is what Joe, this is what Joe Buck responded with. He goes, uh, I am highly, highly qualified as I have been practicing these calls most of my life. <laughs> but I don't want to just take that job without a proper open audition. So if they get Jim Nance, Al Michaels, and Mike Tirico, and all the others who do what I do to audition, I'm in. If any of them say no, I'm out. So he's got the old in and out going. Oh, lame. Lame. That's all I can commit to at this time. I can say I have never been more flattered, and I know my dad would be proud. What a heartwarming story coming out of the I want uh, to warm something else, baby. The porn industry. So Joe Buck. I would certainly watch that. I would like to. Uh, I would like to watch that. He's I mean, rounding like I second said, base here. You don't really need the play-by-play, but I think it would be interesting to watch Joe Buck do some mm. do some play calling. You know what? That reminds me of one of my least favorite movies. It's called The Replacements. <laughs> Is that where they got the, the hookers to be Keanu- cheerleaders? Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. And uh, Hackman's in that, too. Gene right? Hackman. Good is old in Gene it. Hackman. Gene Hackman did so many good movies, and then they were like, hey, we're going to have you in this football movie with Keanu Reeves. He's like, oh, what could possibly go wrong? I've seen that movie, and it's not that good. It's not that good. <laughs> it's not good. Hey, they're coming out with The Matrix 4. Oh, yeah, I heard about yeah! that. Yeah. I think they're, and they're also doing a new. They're going to do another Bill and Ted movie. They're doing Allegedly. a Matrix 4. They've been stringing us along with that Bill and Ted nonsense for so long. They're not committing to it. It's always in the works. They're never working at it. But you know what? I'm not going to give up. You cannot Cause you give cannot, up on the gravy. You cannot give up on the gravy. Tin Cup, they also do a terrible sports casting scene where he's having sex, and they have like a narrator go over. Is it Tin Cup, right? I don't know. Uh, with Kevin Costner? And he's a golfer, right? I don't think I've ever seen Tin Cup. Uh, I think I've only seen it on Family Guy when they make fun of it. <laughs> um, what else we got for Morningwood? That sounds like a mini Morningwood to me. Well, as we know, during this whole coronavirus lockdown, porn porn viewing has skyrocketed. <laughs> Everybody's home watching porn, and uh, I just want to go ahead and say that this is a good time to uh, do a little exploring. It's a terrible time to have a tissue shortage. I'll tell you that. All right, that's true, but it's a great time to do some exploring. There's a, a lot of people have been have been looking at more porn than they usually do. And uh, they've had more time to kind of explore different things, and people are finding there's some stuff out there that they that they're into. That they Me too. Know. I found it. I I kind of found some stuff that I'm into too. I didn't know I would be into uh, a a video of a girl sitting on beach balls and popping them. Whoa! I'm not talking about that. Or I'm talking about like workout. Or point. an inflatable uh, pool orca, a big orca. <laughs> Have you seen that video? No. I got some links to share with you. We're in way different realms here. So I decided to do another round of one of our our hottest game shows. It's called Name That Fetish. Name That Fetish. Only here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show on KKU, KKU 88.5, a nonprofit radio station. Because there's some stuff that's out there that you might not even know about. And you might be totally interested in. There's no better way to find out than playing along at home with our hottest game, Name That Fetish. Name That Fetish is underwritten by Jude Law's Colostomy Bags. The law is on your side. And also by Frank Capper's Capicola. You don't need to go all the way to Washington for quality deli meats. It's a wonderful sandwich with Frank Capper's Capicola. Yes, underwritten by Frank Capra Capricola. <laughs> Frank Capra's Capricola. <laughs> all right, so you ready to play Name That Fetish, Jeff? Name That Fetish! All, all right, right. Vincent Fodi. Lay it on me. All right. So uh, you know, you guys know how to play the game. I name the technical word for a fetish, and Chuck has to try to guess what that fetish is. It's good if you if you know your word roots, because a lot of these are easy to yeah. guess even if you don't know them, all right? Okay. All right. So the first one is... Uh, thank God I've practiced for the SATs. <laughs> I took I that hope you know half all your, a semester all of your Latin. Greek and Latin word roots. All right. So yeah. the first one is asphyxophilia. Asphyxophilia. Oh, asphyxophilia, uh, when you get off by suffocating yourself. That is correct. Yeah. Asphyxophilia, that is absolutely correct. Strangling, being strangled by other people. You don't see that in the Batman Lego movie. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's a good one for you. Autoplushophilia. Autoplushophilia. Okay. Um, we know what plushophilia is. No, I, I, that's the one part I don't know. Plusho. Plush. Oh, like, okay. Well, you know what that is. So that's when you get yourself off by touching soft objects. Mm, not exactly. Uh, bummer. So, plushophilia is when you dress up as a furry 
Oh, okay. Uh, or you're attracted to people that are dressed as fairies. And if, for those of you who are just tuning in, a KKU, KKU, 88.5, a furry is what? A furry is somebody that uh, engages in sexual acts while dressed, dressed up, up in, in, a, a, in a big uh, furry animal costume. Oh, cool. All right. Nice. So, so that's that's plushophilia. That's why they have robots they at call, Chuck E. Cheese. They call them furries. <laughs> now, autoplushophilia is when you get aroused by yourself being dressed up as a big furry. Oh, animal. no way. That's autoplushophilia. All right, here's another one. Oh. Hematolenia. Hematolenia. Um, ooh, okay. Hematolenia. Uh, so you get attracted kinda by sounds like lasagna. blood. Blood is absolutely correct. Gross. Blood or drinking blood. Gross. Hematolania. Gross. All right, here's another one. Kleptophilia. Uh oh. Well, klepto, it's stealing. Right. Philia getting so you're getting off by watching someone steal, or no, you get off by stealing. That is absolutely correct. Stealing, whether it's you or someone else, kleptophilia. Oh, that's a kink. All right, here, I know. That's a kink, you dude. Ever, you ever shoplift something? Yeah, Yo, you get shoplifting rock hard. No, I'm saying I'm shoplifting. Yo, you shoplifting to get a rush. Imagine shoplifting and you're getting a freaking boner. Imagine how many misdemeanors people Yo, like that have. You're like, stop, and you're like, I can't, and you're like, all right, you're. What are you stealing in your pants? You're like, no. <laughs> it may be best stop to it. leave that one alone. What if you're a lady and you, you're like it, right? I mean, I bet you ladies get being turned on by this, right? Oh, that's when you put something in your prison wallet. Oh, baby. All right, here's another one for you. Lactophilia. Uh, get off my milk. Right. Oh, baby. Specifically what kind of milk? The cows. got to be the cow's milk. Well, it could be cow milk, but more specifically when you lactate. Oh, you get off by women lactating. Right. And See, breast you know milk. what? I, I could say, not that I partake in that uh, 73rd grouping in Pornhub listings, but it's on there. It's on there. <laughs> it's, a, it's You got to scroll down the gotta, bottom of the list, you but it's on there. You got to scroll down. Like vintage. <laughs> yeah, milk three-way usually right at the top. Lactophilia. But the the good part about lactophilia, and we can all appreciate this, right. is how nice God is to give women big boobs when they're lactating. It's just nice of God who totally right. exists. That to was, make women's boobs bigger that when was they're totally pregnant. nice of you, God. All right, I got one more for you. All righty. All right. This one, this one's a good one. This is underwritten by our good friends <laughs> down at Benedict Cumberbatch's Cookie Dough, <laughs> because the best batch is a Cumberbatch. Name that fetish is also underwritten by <laughs> Meryl Street Street Sweepers. Look clean up in hours, and by Gary Sinise's Guide to Being an Uncle. <laughs> Gary Sinise's Guide to Being an Uncle. For nephews and nieces, you need Sinise's. Yeah, yeah, all right. And then we are broadcasting live at KKU, KKU 88.5. And that is Name This Fetish. Vince Fody, Chuck Sauce, The Biscuits and Gravy Show. All right. All right. So what other what fetishes have we gone through already? All right. So you, you've you got about four out of five. All the right. Four out of five, baby. Hematolania. Kleptophilia, lactophilia, we got all those. Lactophilia! Missed autoplushophilia. Here's the last one. Let me ask you a question, Vincent Fodi. What? When was the last time you drank mother's milk? 
I don't know. My burritos. I. <laughs> Mad Max fans out there are creaming themselves. No pun intended. It's actually been uh, kind of thunderdomey out there lately. Anyway, all right, cool. All right, you ready? When's the last time you drank mother's milk? Give us a call at 808-873-3435. Tony two tokes wants leave to leave a message for us. All right, the last one. You ready? All right. Macrophilia. Macrophilia. Okay. We know what macro means. There's like microeconomics. There's macroeconomics. Mm-hmm. There's microbreweries. There's macrobreweries. Are there macrobreweries? Yeah. Budweiser's uh, ad campaign now is macrobrew. Macro yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's stupid, first well, of all. First of all, it's a horse saying it, so how could it be stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Did they get Mr. Ed for that? They also have a commercial where, like, when get. Prohibition was ending, they were ready to give everyone in the town, like, 30 beers each. And it's like, oh, so you're breaking the law, Budweiser? <clears throat> well, right. if it wasn't for if it wasn't for bootlegging, we never would have had our greatest president, JFK. That's right. Or NASCAR. Because his family made all their, their money. money from bootlegging. Yeah. And without JFK, we would never have JFK assassination conspiracies. Yep, or a really great Stephen King book. All right, so let's get back to the message. Oh, yeah, what was the name of that book? Uh, November, November 1963. 1963. So good. All so right. good. So All right, so one. we are playing Name That Kink here. Name That Fetish. All right, Name That Fetish. The last one is Macrophilia. We know what macro means, something that's really big. So what is macrophilia? What do you think? I can't. I don't know what it could be. I mean, is it bigger than BBW? <laughs> I give up. All right. It's attraction to giants. Oh, what? Yeah. Macrophilia. Macrophilia. Uh, so you get off by seeing giants, huh? I guess so. Not yeah. the giants. like <laughs> <laughs> That'd be ultra weird. And definitely not the little giants. That would be illegal. If you or someone you know get off by watching the little giants, call 911. <laughs> But that's uh, that's also closely related to vor because vor is when you get aroused by by being eaten alive by somebody. What? So there's a lot of there's a lot of vor that involves giants because right. a giant this will is... come along and pick somebody up and just eat them. What? Eat them whole like uh, like Jurassic Park. Oh, I guess. I mean, not as violently as Jurassic Park, but you know. All right, you got you got four out of six. That's not that's wow. four out of six. Ain't bad. <laughs> but that's name that fetish. So Four out of six is like exactly like getting two out of three. Four out of six is not bad. Not bad. No. Uh, so that was name that kink. That's that's information that we've provided you with. Do with it what you will. <laughs> Today's show is presented in part by Benedict Cumberbatch's Pack Mules. Benedict Cumberbatch's Pack Mules. Get unencumbered and also by bill gates gates if you like windows you'll love gates Ooh, baby and benedict cumberbatch's dictionaries have choo, no worries choo. with benedict dictionaries if you want to look up your your latin and <laughs> greek roots use benedict cumberbatch's dictionaries i'm so excited for the second half of the biscuits and gravy train today baby we uh, have so got, much on so much to talk the gravy about. train today uh we talked about May the 4th be with you. Uh-huh. So why May don't we, day, why don't flowers, we, Why don't six. we use that as a segue to jump right into spoiler alert? We got a lot to talk about for Ooh, spoiler alert Oh, we're doing alert spoiler today. alert. First half of the show. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Because we got so much to talk about for spoiler alert. And then we're going to segue into Conspiracy Cookbook. Vince Fody, my co-host, my cohort, my co-something. You have been so gracious and so kind as to watch... 
all the TV. So I can recommend it to people, to, yeah. our, to our listeners at home. And we have something we're going to not recommend today. I want to jump right into it, man. The most recent episode of Rick and Morty. The, not a fan! Yeah. Not a fan! So if you've seen the most recent episode of Rick and Morty, everybody knows that people have been waiting a long time for this. Not only did we wait almost two years for the new season to come out, but then they only released five episodes and made us wait couple more months yeah and then this most recent episode they decided to do something kind of interesting is a it's a overly meta episode um but it ended up being so- somewhat ultimately unfulfilling because there was really no there was really no plot to speak of um and uh, they kind of ripped on their their fans a little bit by for being too much into the show yeah um it's just buy felt, my stuff buy just, my stuff also i do wear a lot it also kind stuff. of, I don't know, it just felt like a misfire. Mm. It wasn't quite a real episode. It wasn't quite a Morty's Mind Blowers or Interdimensional Cable. It just kind of fell somewhere in between of this this weird meta episode that left people feeling uh, still a little bit unfulfilled, unfortunately. So definitely breaking the third or fourth wall on this show. They've broken. They're breaking a lot of laws. They're, they're breaking like the seventh and eighth wall in yeah. that episode. So there's a lot. They do. They do a couple references to the the Dan Harmon story circle, which everybody knows is a famous writing technique employed by Dan Harmon. Um, yeah, it was just uh, not not what everybody was expecting. So I don't know if they're using that as one of their vignette episodes, the same way Morty's Mind Blowers is used in the show. Do it a different time. You got to come back strong after you've had such a long break. You got to come back with something good. You gotta- and they didn't. They did not succeed. Yeah, they just made us wait a really long time for something that for nothing that didn't really. It's like getting delivery from a chain pizza place. I hate it. We saw Mr. Poopy Butthole. We saw Evil Morty, but all that stuff ended up being non-canon. So it just felt like they were were throwing it in our face that we wanted to see that stuff, and they're not going to give it to us. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. How about the uh, Breaking Bad challenge? You know about that, Chuck? No. The Breaking Bad Challenge is something that I'm proposing that we do. It's when you smoke meth and watch all of Breaking Bad in one sitting. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. We talked about this. It's the Breaking Bad Challenge. Breaking Bad, all together, if you watch it all together, it's about 50.6 hours. So you can do it in just over two days straight. Now, since we've started the Breaking Bad Challenge, i got to tell you, uh, had some people do it, actually. <laughs> yeah, was it Brian yeah. Michaels? So, Friends of the show, Brian Michaels? Now, this is a question that's been raised by people that have done it, right? What if you watch the show at one and a half times speed? You know they do that with Seinfeld on TV? Right. They crank it up so Seinfeld's a little bit faster. You can also do so that they with can podcasts. Cut it. Yeah. So if uh, Biscuits and Gravy isn't going fast enough for you, <laughs> click that little button on Spotify in the bottom left-hand corner. Turn it up to 1.5. Today's show is presented in part by Hi kids, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch's <laughs> Cumberbunds. Let Benedict go to waste. And also by Christopher Plummer's Plums, a subsidiary of Brad Pitt's Peaches. Wait, Cumberbunds is really spelt Cumber? There's no B in it? <laughs> or did our assistant mess up on this one? No, that's actually how Cumberbund is spelled. Cumberbund is not, spelled? It's not Cumberbund. I've been saying... It's Cumberbund. Cumber... Really? Right. Hold on. So the thing on your be, tuxedo should be a, uh, is spelt C U M. Yeah, it should, it should be a sponsor for morning. Cum. Love, actually, right. that's enough of that. Cummerbund. 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 
What is a cummerbund? So if you fast, point of that? if you go, I don't want to get into. We only have an hour show. I can't talk about cummerbunds. Well, it's okay? going to be more than an hour. So if you speed up Breaking Bad, and of course you're smoking one and a half times the amount of meth you would smoke, right? So does that count as, the, as completing the challenge? I think it does, oh. as, as long as you watch all of it in one sitting. So the idea is watch all of Breaking Bad as fast as you can. How much of Breaking Bad have you seen, Chuck? I've seen all of it, and I just started rewatching season two. Ah, oh, yeah, so good. I was watching The Mandalorian. If you guys haven't seen Breaking Bad, this is the best time to do it. What do? What else are you doing with your life? You should be watching Breaking Bad. There's a bunch of shows out there that, after this whole quarantine thing is over, if you haven't seen it, you have no excuse. Like The Wire. If you haven't seen The Wire. What are you doing? They literally made HBO free on HBO every is free platform. Because I asked HBO to make The Wire available so that people could watch it. And they responded and made it free. And they you're were not like, doing yay, it. let there be biscuits and there be gravy. And you know what? Some people are like, you know what? That just doesn't uh, doesn't interest me. That, that, well, I don't think. Well, you know what? Nobody asked you if it interested you. It's one of the greatest shows. Fuck. It's one of the greatest shows you of fuck. all time. It's part of our shared cultural heritage. Go watch Breaking Bad on The Wire. <laughs> And stop making me angry. Yes. Yes. You know what? We all have to do stuff that we don't watch sometimes. Because, you know, I didn't want to watch Lost. Ugh. But I I watched the entire series of Lost just so I could tell people that it was What was the invisible... It was a polar bear, right? Uh, Smoke monsters. I don't know. There was a hatch. Why did they have to divide up the peanut butter? But I had a friend that was really into Lost. He's like, you don't understand. Lost is really good. And I was like, no, it's stupid because it was only supposed to be six episodes and they stretched it out on the six seasons. And they're like, no, you don't understand. You can't talk shit on it because you haven't seen it. So what did I do? I went and watched every episode of Lost and then I went back and I told them that it was stupid, just like I said. That's why my bookshelf at home is all books and religious texts from around the world. <laughs> just no joke. Reading like, stuff so you can dig I actually it. have the book of Dianetics on my <laughs> shelf at home. Well, we're going to be talking about Scientology a little bit later. I know. I'm episode. so excited. But what else we got for spoiler alert? Uh, Rise of Skywalker is available to stream uh, because nice. of the whole May the 4th thing. Disney has made – is. Finally making every Star Wars movie and The Mandalorian and, I think, uh, The Clone Wars? If I'm not I've mistaken. been watching Clone Wars, dude! Wait, you're watching the, the animated one from 2003 with the or the or the computer animated one? The way... The more recent one. Um, No, it was definitely computer animated. Okay, so yeah, that's... The, they're, yeah. they're both good, but that's the more recent one, the computer oh. animated one. How far have you gotten? I'm up to... We just started... We weren't that far. We just started season two. But they're yeah. cool because you can you can you can get through them pretty easily because they're only like fifteen minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you like Star oh, Wars, man. if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, it t- it takes then I watched place the Mandalorian around that time. So the it's a lot of Anakin and that Twilight girl reminded me about Breaking Bad because of Gus Fring. Oh right, Gus Fring is in so much stuff. He's in the Mandalorian. He's in Breaking Bad. He's in Better Call Saul. I think he's in that show, The Boys. Mm-hmm. Also, I just saw a movie with him recently called Okja. And it's with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's about uh, genetically modifying pigs, and they become really smart and adorable and get turned into really tasty pork products. He's in that? Yeah, it's called Okja. Check it out. I watched a movie called Upgrade. Have you seen that? No. Oh, no. I want to, though. Upgrade is this movie where this guy gets a – he gets paralyzed, but he has has vengeance because somebody killed his wife, so – 
he he allows himself to be implanted with this chip in his brain, but the chip has like an uh, has like an operating system, so it's just supposed to work his body. But then the operating system starts talking to him through his brain, and it kind of turns him into like this action hero because the the computer is controlling all of his body movements, so he can like fight people and do all his Jackie Chan stuff. Uh, and then eventually the computer starts taking over, and at the end you think he's gonna go kill this guy, but then the computer actually gets he gets lost in like his own memories hmm. of his wife being alive and it's like this this simulated memories uplift that the, it's called upgrade upgrade and then you would think most movies end with like him killing the bad guy but it turns out the computer was the bad guy all along in his brain who was running the whole company and uh, was also responsible for his wife getting shot Whoa! And then at the end, the computer takes over his brain and kills the cop and everything, and it ends in a really dark place. I love when movies. Most do movies that, don't dude. do that. Most movies don't end in a really dark place like yeah, that. Yeah, most but movies this movie like ended. the girlfriend shows up ten minutes to the end with her stuff. I'm moving back in, baby. Right, like Dodgeball was originally supposed to end with, with the that average losing? with the average Joes losing. So or, what would have been wrong with that? Because remember the the scene where Ben Stiller hits him with the ball at yeah. the end, and and. They thought that they lost, but then it turned out there was that he bet money on himself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Originally, the movie was just supposed to end with Ben Stiller hitting him with the ball, and then the movie just ends and they lose. <laughs> but it didn't test well with American audiences, so they had uh, to. Uh, so they had to do the uplifting. 90- How did you feel about Rise of Skywalker? By the way, I liked it. Yeah, I did. It was universally panned, no. but it was one of those things where it's like I watched it, and when I saw it in the movie theater, I thought it was okay. I think. After you give it a little bit of time to breathe, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way. It was sort of the opposite of the second movie. This, They're the trying second to make it still be I kind of liked it when friendly. I saw it in the theater, but then after rewatching it, I was like, eh, I don't really care for this at all. There's also stuff in the second movie that like didn't need to happen. Like, entire, the, like them not killing Princess Leia, yeah. even though she was really dead in real yeah. life. Carrie Fisher had died, and they yeah. they fast and furious her by not killing her her character. All the scenes of Carrie alive. Fisher are just like her standing there, and then the back of her head and her talking. They do it, and the, it's really weird. They use the same computer animation that Conan O'Brien used, where it's just a cutout of her face with the mouth moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like licking it, licking. Conan her O'Brien, by the way, killing it in quarantine. <laughs> He's had so many funny videos. Uh, okay, so that was that was that was our Star Wars segment. But the, Star Wars isn't the only thing going on. There's so much other stuff. We West have more World, for spoiler alert. Westworld season finale. Oh, it's our, just I happened. I make you watch the entire season to let me know if it's worth it, and then I'll watch it. So Westworld season three, I think, was better than season two. It's definitely worth watching. They 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 didn't get into that multiple timeline nonsense that they tried to wedge into season two for no reason. It's just a linear story. There's some action going on. Uh, Dolores dies in the last episode, but does Dolores ever really die? Does probably not. Die? I'm sure she'll. I'm sure she'll probably come back in some form. Jesse from Breaking Bad's in it, so not not a bad season. I think it was not as good as season one, but better than season two. There's an interesting point that she makes in Westworld that uh, I'm going to get into a little bit later. I've been watching that show Picard. Oh yeah, Picard is also about the synthetic, Star Trek, synthetic the next organisms. next generation, the next 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 generation. Uh, so Picard is pretty good. It also deals with the theme of AI. I've been watching that show Devs, which, which devs devs. Have you seen that? No. 
Devs is a show on I have FX no frame of reference with Nick Offerman, and basically, oh, he, crea- he creates not a funny show. He no, no, he creates it's it's pretty dark. He creates this computer thing that can take so much data that it can extrapolate backwards into time and actually use the placement of every atom and determination to to look at stuff that happened in the past. Devs is really good. That's available on FX. You can watch it on Hulu. I think the whole first season is out right now. Uh, that was friend of the show, John Boy, in- introduced me to that show. And I got to say, pretty darn good. Hmm. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows season two is out. I started watching it season one. Got to say, I know I'm really far behind, but it's I got to say, it's pretty good, man. Pretty it, funny show. It is pretty funny. I've been telling yeah. you for a while. What We Do in the Shadows, man. And I kind of well, envy you because now like you can. Because it was like 10 years ago. Now you you're can like, binge oh, they're watch making it. a TV show now? I told you. I said I would have been the first one to say if it wasn't any good. Because when when I was a big fan of the 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 UK version of the office. Do you think vampires really exist, bro? I do think that they if they do exist, they're definitely in, in the shadows. They're definitely <laughs> into hema hematolania. <laughs> uh and I don't know, there's just this thing about about AI and computers. I have a feeling that in the future not only are robots going to take over, but they're also going to use our own sexuality against us. Are you are you afraid of this, Chuck? No. Are you afraid about robots using their sexuality as a weapon? I am looking forward to the point where robots rule the world, and we can just I can just do biscuits and gravy. Because in week. in Westworld, well, we might be getting a universal basic income. Yeah. We're we're already getting it now during Corona, so maybe we should just do it all the time. I think Scotland's proposing it, a Ooh. universal basic income. Scotland could propose to me. Any but day what I'm week. what I'm afraid of? Did you see that movie Her? Yes, with Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, and Scarlett Sexualizing Johansson. Sexualizing an artificial intelligence. It happened in Ex Machina. Yeah, dude. Where in Ex Machina, uh, she uses she uses her sexuality to to get yeah, him to does. help her escape. It, it's in Westworld. Dolores talks about that to Jesse. She's like, "Would you would you have helped me if I didn't if I didn't look like this?" You know. Uh, yeah. So maybe the fact that she was kind of sexy had to do with the fact that Jesse was helping her. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just I'm just afraid that in the future, not only are robots going to take over, but they're gonna we're they're at gonna, least ten years gonna lead us around. Interesting. I don't know. We already have we already have sex robots. Do you think like in devs there really are people or somebody that knows everything? I think that's what Mark Zuckerberg is really up He's to. He's trying to do. He wants to know everything. Yeah. I don't know. Watch devs is actually really good. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, and finally Finally for spoiler alert, the documentary series that has set everyone talking about Michael Jordan. It's a little documentary called The Last Dance. Have you oh, heard about this? Oh my lord, I everybody, Biscuitiers. Gravy gals alike, whether you're at work. Why are you working? You could in say your car, you could say that this documentary usurped the Tiger King's position. Yeah. As the number one documentary that's out there right Ooh, now. Ooh, baby. It actually is the, the number Ooh. one uh requested documentary going on right now. No now, way. It's it's produced by ESPN and Netflix, but they're not airing it on Netflix yet in the US. Only only overseas can you see it on Netflix. Because the lizard people are but in control. ESPN is airing it. I think they've aired about six out of ten episodes ESP. so far. And then I believe after all the episodes air on ESPN, then it will be available on Netflix. So if you don't have ESPN app or something like that. I learned recently that uh, the cable company, Spectrum Rectum, that I always poo-poo on, 
uh, there's a lot of stuff on demand that I can just watch all the time. Right. But you can watch. You have to watch the commercials. Oh, dude, are they putting commercials in there now? Yeah. So oh, like, I watch Reno Nine One One. Sometimes I don't want to watch it, and I just you know. Still got I got the commercials. Uh, I haven't watched on, anything on demand in a long time, mm. but I used to love watching stuff to stream. on demand. That's why you got to go DVR. You yeah. go DVR that way, you still get the you commercials, can, but you can, can fast, fast forward, forward right over them. Man, I used to be so good at fast forwarding through commercials. So good. I, See, I have I ADHD. Right I like second. commercials. Commercials, boop boop. I can go up and do Chuck T things. Do a little here, do a little that. By do Chuck little... T things, you mean get up and go get something to eat? Yeah, and so in between turn turn commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Record a quick biscuits and gravy episode. The quickest. I'm doing it right now. I'm so the last do- the last dance documentary is about the Bulls and, and specifically dance. about Michael Jordan. Yeah. And uh, wa- watching it kind of gave me pause because it made me realize that whole era of basketball made the NBA. It put the NBA on the map. Woo. Michael Jordan in particular, because people were going to to Bulls games just to see Michael Jordan, not to see basketball, but to see Michael Jordan play. And while I was watching this documentary, it made me realize something that made me a little a little nervous. I think Michael Jordan might be a lizard. You think Michael Jordan might be a lizard? You heard it here first on Biscuits and Gravy. Michael Jordan, definitely part of the Illuminati. So you're saying in Space Jam, those aliens were trying to save us. I think Space Jam was actually a documentary. Oh! And but they, he's the only were... one that doesn't shapeshift in that movie. Right. And we're proposing that he is a shapeshifting human but in the documentary if you've ever seen first of all no human could be as good as michael jordan if you think i don't know him. i mean didn't he suck at baseball right well he he did and by suck i mean be above average but and still a professional baseball yeah, player though, though i think he he hit like 250 or something like that while he was playing baseball oh yeah so, I for mean, the white Sox, huh? and, and for somebody that's not a professional baseball player that's pretty darn good yeah i'm not hitting 250 i'm like but a 249 if you <laughs> I'm hitting 269. I'm uh, batting 269. Chuck's batting 420. I'm batting 1,000. Ba- I don't know what a batting 1,000 means. I don't know, but I think it's good. What's that Bernie Mac movie but here's where the, he bats? That's Mr. 3,000. Yeah, you don't think you can bat 3,000. I think he had 3,000 home runs or something. Uh, right? Or 3,000 hits. I don't know what any of that is, though. I don't know. But if you watch Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan is so good at basketball that when he, when he's playing against the other top players in the league he makes it look like they're standing still i don't think any human could do that and as a matter of fact somebody in the documentary was actually quoted as saying when you look at michael jordan he's, he looks like he's not human he's not human michael jordan why would somebody say that michael jordan's not human because maybe mm. he's not human maybe michael mm. jordan is a lizard person mm. now we know that also michael jordan was also known as air jordan because of the way he flew through the air oh lord like a bird and what did birds evolve from lizards lizards absolutely we also know that michael jordan famously when he goes to dunk sticks his tongue out what sticks your tongue out <gasps> lizards, lizards. Oh case my God. closed also in the documentary they interviewed uh bill clinton who we know is a lizard and barack obama who <laughs> is also a lizard and well, has been to mars that's because mars is the greatest habitat for lizards <laughs> It's dry. It's arid. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of got a lot of red rocks and everything. A lot of red rocks. Now these are these are two former presidents that volunteered to be interviewed for a sports documentary. Mm-hmm. Why would they waste their time doing that unless they were talking about one of their lizard cohorts? You know, lizards take care of lizards. Lizards always take care of lizards. Now, there's also mention of Michael Jordan not only being a lizard, but as we know. The lizards run the 
NWO, right? The New of World course. Organization. Why the not New World run Order. the NBA if you can run the, the NWO? NBA and the NWO, the New World Order. His tail keeps him so balanced. Right. That's how he can fly through. That's, <laughs> that's exactly why. Yeah. Now, we know that Michael Jordan is also a billionaire. Uh, and who else is a billionaire? Lizard people. Lizard people in the NWO. So we know he's definitely connected with the, the NWO New World Order and the Illuminati because anybody that has that much money definitely has to be. I remember when he briefly had the, the Illuminati. Hitler mustache for the Haynes commercial. He did. Oh, you know what else? Um, the the Bulls logo is oh, what? This is my favorite right the here. The Bulls logo upside is, down is a red face with what horns. horns. Who else is red and has horns? The devil. Oh, yeah. The devil, Chuck. His slithery tongue. And we know that the NWO and the Illuminati are cl- are closely connected with satanic rituals. Wait, is there something about the Bulls logo where if you turn it upside down? It looks like a crab. <laughs> it looks like a robot crab. Oh, it looks like a robot having sex with a crab. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just on right. And what happens First if robots all, have sex with crabs? They make lizard people. They make lizards. Right, no, that why, above statement. That's not true. Why would not everything we see on the show is true? Why would have you ever seen a red bull? Bulls aren't red, so why would they make the bull's mascot red? Hold on, because it's red and it has horns. But also, there's the drink Red Bull, and also Red Bull. Well, they're also connected to the to the Illuminati, of course, they as are. well, because there's no such thing as a red bull. There's gotta be. I guess they're all black. You're right. And also, what what team does Michael Jordan own? The Hornets. What has horns? Satan, the devil. It's airtight. How he many championships? Owns. How many championships did Michael Jordan win with the Bulls? You're losing six. Me. Oh my God. What six. is six? The number of the devil. Oh Lord. Uh, what what was one of the sponsorships besides Nike that Michael Jordan did? Gatorade. Well, that's clearly. What is what A- is alligator. Gatorade comes from alligators, alligators, which is Spanish for. Lizards. The lizard. The lizard. Alligarto is, uh, is where the word alligator comes from, uh, which is legarto is the Spanish word for the lizard. Hmm. It's undeniable, Chuck. <laughs> wow. I We still have to talk about Elon Musk and Scientology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have enough energy for that. I don't know if I have enough energy for all this ah! conspiracy. Oh, here's another one for you, Chuck. Here's the undeniable proof. What was the name of the George Orwell book that that talked about Governments controlling everybody. 1984. What year was Michael Jordan drafted? 1984. That is absolutely correct. Conclusion. There's definitely something going on with the New World Order, baby. Conclusion. Michael Jordan is an Illuminati lizard person. Wow. You heard it here first. Biscuits and gravy. Wow. The big picture here. I know what to make of the other three parts of this picture here. Okay. NASA. Tom Cruise. Scientology. Now, listeners of the Elon show, Elon Musk. Listeners of the show will remember that last a couple weeks ago when I did my conspiracy flowchart. <laughs> yes, I also mentioned that Elon Musk was in there somewhere. Clearly. And then, what happens right after that? All this stuff about Elon Musk comes out in the news. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's up to, but it's definitely no good. Ugh. So, why don't you tell us what's going on with Elon Musk? First of all, did you hear what he named his baby? No. <laughs> Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Elon Musk named his kid like a boring child, like A A E X seventeen or something like that. Now, is that a human name or is that a robot name? 
Sounds like a deranged lunatic. This is definitely some sort of AI thing. Like he didn't, no! he didn't actually have a kid. You wouldn't name a kid that. He had a he he made Michael Jackson named his kid Blanket. That's he, he made a deranged lunatic. He he made a little a little robot baby like in the movie AI. Made a little robot. He made a little baby. he made a little Haley Joe Osment AI baby and Haley named it X A A E X seventeen. You know, you know who else I don't is in trust that movie? <laughs> All righty. So here's the thing. Tom Cruise has been making more and more crazy movies, right? Tell us about his, Tom Cruise. His last movie, he had to jump out of an airplane. How could Tom Cruise possibly be involved with Elon times Musk? I don't understand. To film this scene, right? right? He did actual stunts. He jumped out of the plane over 100 times, right? Okay. Now, what could we do to make that even more gnarly? Um, they want to film a parachute? Tom Cruise oh. movie in space. Like Mission Impossible 7. So NASA and Elon Musk and Tom Cruise and the Church of Scientology is going to get involved. Now, is this real? Are they going to make a movie? Or are they masquerading in front of us as leaders of the New World Order do? And are they going to do something more deviant in space? No, this has this has Zenu written all over it. Zenu, because when you think about it, Tom Cruise. We are broadcasting live from the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater at the request of KKU eighty eight point five, the voice of Maui, here on the path. (laughs) And here on the Biscuits and Gravy show, we are discussing some great stuff on Conspiracy Cookbook. We are Michael Jordan, lizard person. Michael Jordan, clearly a lizard person. Elon Musk, Scientology. Tom Cruise. NASA. Tom Cruise, lizard person. So maybe they're filming it in space, but maybe, maybe there's something more sinister going on. Because we talked about Vince going to tell us about we it. We talked before about how Donald Trump started Space Force. Yeah, to fight the lizards, bro. To fight, he's the only one that's got to our fight back. Lizard aliens. He's not a lizard person. Tom Cruise has been trying to warn us for years about lizard people. Clearly, and Xenu. And aliens trying to attack us. Yeah. And we knew that Elon Musk was involved somehow with this whole giant conspiracy. And now we're starting to find out how he's using his rockets to help Tom Cruise go out into outer space to fight the evil Lord Xenu. What if this is real, though? Are they starting Battlestar Galactica 2? Lord Xenu from the Church of Scientology, right? Right going to be fighting all know in Lord the Zeno. outer space, bro. We all know Lord Zeno, okay? We all pay our 400 bucks a year to be a part of the Church and Scientology. And we all know that aliens came to Earth in spaceships that look like 747s. Yes. Right. And, yeah. And picked up cavemen. So now Tom Cruise, he needed No, they somebody... dropped their people in volcanoes, and then the spirits in hip in, got inside the, cavemen. The Thetans yeah. got out of... The of volcano. all those people out of the volcano and went into people, and that's why we have so many thetans inside our body. Clearly, all, all I can say is, I'm afraid that Elon Musk. Every Tom Cruise movie, you're afraid is, of Elon Musk, bro. Is going to make a race of superhuman robots. Cards. He's already started with his first kid, of course, who he named with p- pretty much a serial number. Why would you do that? And he's going to start making sexy robots Car- that are, are going to use their sexuality against this. Sexy robots, good. Sexy robots. It happened in the show Humans. Did you ever see that? Sexy robots and humans. There's a show called Humans where basically every family has oh, right. like a robot that Made. like they keep in their house and it, like. It does the dishes and picks up the kids from soccer practice and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, you can bang it. 
Nice. And it's uh, the husband decides to bang the robot, and the wife is not happy about it. Oh, well, I mean, the robot could get, like, a penis and bang Robots the are only a couple years away from using their sexuality against us. They're open check. If not a couple years away, I'm, I feel like they're using, I'm really worried they're about using it. it against us now. Was it... Every Tom Cruise movie is was not it a my, real movie. It's was it Minority him. Report where they go... I'm not, Tom they, Cruise, Philip K. Dick, bro. To, where they go into... They, he goes into this den, and it's like a VR den where people are just laying down and uh, having sex with virtual reality yeah. robots or something. Yeah, I'm going to watch that movie again. Minority it's a pretty good Report, movie. Yeah. I haven't seen Minority Report in a long time. I just think I should just read more Philip K. Dick during all the apocalypse we're living through right now. In the Land of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king. All right, so anything else for Conspiracy Cookbook today? No, so let's recap. Elon Musk, Tom Cruise. NASA, what could they be doing? Getting together to help fight the lizard people. Now, why is Will Smith not fighting Lord Xenu in space? Will Smith not. Not getting the big action movies Tom Cruise is, baby. I know, Will Smith Yo, loves Tom fighting Tom Cruise aliens. getting the Remember Independence Day? action movies, bro. Remember Independence Day 2? You don't have to remind me. Remember Men in Black? Yeah. Will Smith is great at fighting aliens. Yeah. And he was also he a Scientologist. He saved the world from aliens two years in a row. Nah, that's pretty two good. Two summers in a row. Two summers in a row. Thank God for Will Smith fighting aliens. Thank the Lord. But Tom Cruise actually fighting Lord Xenu. We got to fight space. him in space so we don't have to fight him here at home. Am I right? <laughs> right, Biscuiteers? <laughs> Conspiracy Cookbook is brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's Rehab Clinic for when you've been addicted consideration for the biscuits and gravy show <laughs> presented in part by don couch's south maui discount couch house the best discount couches in south maui don't sleep on the couch and also by alex Scarsguard's anti-scar cream guard against scars with Scarsguard's scars guard funding for biscuits and gravy is presented in part by justin trudeau's real bread because real bread can only come from a trudeau and fruit for the biscuits and oh that's trudeau Fruit for the Biscuits and Gravy Show is provided by Brad Pitt's Peaches. There's a little pit inside every peach. Ooh, Brad and Pitt's Peaches. by viewers like you. Of course. By listeners like you. Well, we have viewers. We we're do. On TV too. We got tons of it, baby. That's called the Biscuit Block. We should, Channel start, we should start live streaming the Biscuit Bunker. Oh, It's just Lord. us smoking weed and talking into microphones. Yelling. Yelling. Let's talk about glut. I kind of want to smoke that bowl now. I know. Me too. Oh, let's pause it. I'm going to go grab a bowl real quick for Gluttony Club. Biscuits and Gravy is sponsored by Perrier. Perrier, the official sparkling water of Biscuits and Gravy. One of our listeners, Ben the Wine Guy, actually. Love Ben the Wine Guy. Gotta love Ben the Wine Guy. He brought me some Perrier one time. He's like, hey, I brought you some Perrier because I know how much you like it. I was like, how did you know I like Perrier? He's like, because you're always drinking on the Biscuits Biscuits and and Gravy gravy. show. (laughs) Perrier has those little bubbles in it, sparkling water. It helps us keep our, our, our BPM up. Burps per minute. Which is, everybody knows, is our burps per minute. Oh, man. Now we're going to get into Gluttony Club. I got so much for Gluttony Club today. Can I start yelling into the microphone, Vincent Foti? You've got so much for Gluttony Club? I do. All right, well, let's lay lay it on me, String Bean. For those of you who have been tuning into the Biscuit Punker, for most of the quarantine, I've not been eating well. Beginning, started eating well. Then it was a lot of ham and ramen. A lot of spam, even, right? But I'm back, baby. I'm back on top for eating Dank, dank. A lot of ham Delicious, delicious food. I've been oh, eating a lot Lord. of ham I've been eating so much ham on. So much ham on. I bought uh, five pounds of sashimi grade ahi. Oh, and it like, had like the name of the fisherman on it and everything. 
and oh, like from Troll, Mama's Fish House. Troll caught Ono, and it has been off the hook. I've made my. It was own. caught by Brian Michaels. <laughs> I like that I deleted Facebook, but he still like screenshots me shit that I'm missing out on Facebook. By the way, Brian today's, Michaels. today's friend of the show, Brian Michaels' birthday, I believe, right? <laughs> and unfortunately, he got he's he's been put in Facebook jail yet again. Because he, he posted a meme of, I think it was Meryl Streep saying, show us your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and he got banned from Facebook that's for, always the for sexual can, solicitation. That's stupid. You can't ask to see somebody's butthole on it's Facebook. It's a picture of Meryl Streep yelling, so it's perfect, like, moment glimpse. It looks like she, she could be saying butt. She could be saying anything. Yeah. Oh, she could be man. saying, show us your butthole. So I don't eating, think that's an actual quote from Meryl Streep, though. No. I've been eating... A lot of fish, man. I made my own ceviche. I made some some fish tacos. Now, uh, for some listeners might not know, ceviche is when you cold cook fish. Yes. It's not raw. It's cold cooked in citric acid, which which uh, actually cooks the fish and kills all the bacteria and everything. But you don't have to cook it over heat to get rid of all that stuff. You just put it in like lemon juice, lime juice, lime juice. Throwing a little bit of orange in there. Mm Mm-hmm. You make a really good ceviche. I got some mystery citrus from a, bo- a farmer's box. As mystery you know, citrus? Mystery. We didn't know what it was. Is it a lime? Is it a lemon? I don't. It was all the colors. Is it a limon? So we put some Is mystery citrus into it. So good, man. So good. Put, I made my own you sushi. put some coconut milk in there, too. I made my own sushi, man. I made my own poke. Poke, completely raw. And after you make all that, after you make all that ceviche... The juices and stuff that you use to cook it in is really high in like electrolytes and vitamins and stuff like that. Makes and you, me super. You horny. can actually drink it, and they call it leche de tigre, which is milk of the tiger. Yeah, that and the avocados, so horny. And so when you when you are hungover in a lot of Spanish countries that have where ceviche is really popular, Mexico or Spain or something like that, when you're really hungover in the morning, you drink that leche de tigre, which is the juice that you make the. You ceviche are so in. excited, by the way. I can't tell you how excited the you milk are. Milk of the tiger. Ah. I so, prefer milk of the poppy, but I've been in, that's neither here nor there. I've been in ceviche land this week. I can't tell you. Ceviche land. Just buying foods in bulk. The world is dying, and I'm buying literally prosciutto. <laughs> slice your own at home. You know what you should buy? Friend of the show is a deli slicer. Gluttony uh, Club is actually brought to us by James Franco's Hot Dogs. His franks are frankly the best. And also by Tom Brady's Gravy. All the ladies want Brady's Gravy. It'll deflate your hunger. Friend of the show, Ted Anderson, gave me some Kobe beef. I also bought... Uh, Kobe. You go to Costco, and they have, like, it looks like a huge chunk of cow. It looks like an eighth of a cow. And you're like, wow, I don't know if wasn't buy meat that's three feet by one feet. You know how they slaughter those cows? How? A uh, helicopter accident. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Anyway, All I right, got USDA Prime. That was great <laughs> I got USDA Prime loin, and we just cut it up, and I've been using a cryovac, like, food saver. Oh, yeah. And, man, so, like, ah. You brought this food saver over last week and helped me vacuum seal all my ham on. Ham on! I got so much ham on, I don't know what to do with it all. So, I've been eating ham on. I gotta turn the ham off. Been eating so much of it. Been eating ham. Oh, man, tonight, I'm making zucchini carbonara, but instead of using pancetta, I'm gonna take that ham on which doesn't need to be cooked, but I cube it up really small, and I cook it on medium-low, and it sweats the meat. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Here come the meat sweats. And that would be correct, baby. You cut up... 
Here come the meat sweats. And then, so I use that for putting my carbonara. And of course, Chuck T carbonara, I gotta tell you, I take three eggs, right? Wait, did you use some of the ham on? Ham on, yeah. And I'll do it again tonight. Oh, it's so good. I used it in. Um, you put peas in your carbonara? I do normally. And if it's pasta you carbonara. Put like two peas in there. No, I like peas in it. My girlfriend, Governor Chris Christie, doesn't like peas. On top of it, tonight. Tell her to give peas a chance. Give peas a chance. All we are saying, Christy. Is give peas a chance. All we are saying. All right, so I'm doing zoodles tonight, which is where you take a zucchini. Which is one of my favorite portmanteaus. Zoodle it, make zucchini in a noodle. It's a zucchini noodle. So it's still carbonara made by me, so it's not healthy because this is how I make my carbonara. Okay, first of all, carry gold butter. Get it, leave it on the countertop for like two or three hours. Just let your Kerrygold butter. You can actually leave butter out. It doesn't go bad. Yeah, especially Kerrygold. I'll just drink it up, baby. <laughs> if 7-Eleven had Kerrygold in the Slurpee, I would do oh, it. Oh, my God. I would do it. There's a Kerrygold slushy. So this is how I make my carbonara. Okay, so I just get all the ingredients. I make sure to leave everything on the countertop for an hour or two so it gets to room temperature, which in Hawaii is probably half an hour, but I'm really bad at cooking. So even the eggs, right? Because you want it to be warm. And then you, cr- you crack up the eggs. You got to get rid of those whites immediately. Got to get rid of. You get three eggs. You got to get rid of at least two of those whites. So one crack whole egg open immediately. And then because I like to get that to be also. I like I don't to need cook to be cold. all the carbonara and then right at the end you just cook. You just crack the eggs on top and just stir it in. And then just when it just gets cooked. That's when it's ready. No, to go. I'll tell you this is what I do. New way, new way of doing it. All right. All right. So I take a bowl and you got your like melted butter. Then you shave in mad amounts of your cheese. Just like the dumbest amount of cheese. I like to use two different dried aged There's cheese. no amount of cheese that is dumb, Chuck. So, you know, use like a peppercorn romano and an asiago. You know, like use two pecorino romano. Yeah, whatever it is. Peppercorn yeah. romano. Also Sounds good, good too. It have peppercorn. Also in. good. Yeah, I like to do any olive oil or rosemary infused parmesan. I like to use that too. So you get a dumb amount of cheese going on. Then you get your one egg and then your two egg yolks on top of it. So you just got a big bowl of fat. Okay. Right. Then you pour heavy cream on top of that. So you got heavy cream. You got egg, egg yolk, three eggs all together, but you get rid of two of the whites. Butter, right? Got to put a lot of black pepper in it, too, unless you use the peppercorn unless that we talked about before. Romano. So then it, I cook my meat. I do bacon. I do ham. I've done spam. Spam was a little too good. But tonight I'm going to do it with the ham on. Yeah, that's how you got to do it. And I've, I've had really good results cooking the ham on and taking something that doesn't need to be cooked cooking it making it crispy delicious fattening and again you sweat out that meat right then you cook the zoodles real light in that hot pan that has the fat juices from the ham on and you put a lot of black pepper on it and you cook it until it gets hot it doesn't need to be too hot you just want it hot and then you toss that into your bowl that has the heavy creamer half and half the egg and egg yolks the ridiculous amount of cheese and the butter on the bottom, and you toss it in there. So you never actually cook any part of the carbonara. It's all in there. The zucchini and the ham on are the only things that have their temperature raised. And that's how you do it. The zucchinis will still have a crunch to it, and you're not cooking anything out. Because the worst problem is if you overheat carbonara, 
You don't want to cook the eggs. You don't. You don't want to cook the eggs, and you can eat eggs raw. I'll, you heard it here first on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Don't eat raw eggs, and also don't eat raw flour. That's how you get salmonella. Really? I eat raw flour. Speaking time. of eggs, uh, we made a quiche. Diana made a quiche. <gasps> Quiches are so good. Which you just put a little puff pastry on the bottom, mix all your stuff together with some, with a bunch of eggs, throw it in there, pop it in the oven. Mm, you got yourself a quiche. You know what else you put in there was uh, some of the purple mashed potatoes. Oh. The per- you know the purple sweet potatoes. I got it. I'm disagree with you she here. Kinda, that was good. She kind of cubed them up. Oh, I didn't. Okay. I didn't know how it was gonna work either. But she, what she did was she cubed them up and she sautéed them in <laughs> with all the other <laughs> veggies, so they got nice and soft, and then put them in there. It was unbelievable. I didn't know that a quiche was practically equal parts half and half and eggs. I didn't know you could put sweet potatoes into a quiche, but the purple sweet potatoes—they're so good. I, I highly, can see it. Highly recommend but it. They weren't too soft. You, you mix it in there with the mushrooms and the onions and the peppers and everything while you're cooking that all together. They get nice and soft and delicious and they're also they give it a sweet savory flavor oh two more things for uh, gluttony club shout out to mulligans on the blue for giving away free breakfast on saturday oh, yeah. i went and got some free breakfast from mulligans mulligans on the blue also where we do where we used to do our open mic comedy in back the in the before, before times. times that's right and also new trees thai food and kihei gave out free plate lunches and thank you, Nutrius and Kihei. Yeah, uh, we also want to give a shout out to all those places that are still open because you know there's a lot of a lot of people that don't want to cook every night. You want to go out and eat. Um, if you need coffee, you can always go to the Kraken, one of the places that's still open. I heard Cafe Olay is still open. Nutrius is open. Fabiani's, uh, Mulligan's is still open. There's a lot of places that you can go check out. I've been to Lahaina a couple I think times. Nuka Upcountry is, no star is also doing takeout. Yeah. No Star Noodle. No ah, star, star Noodle. Stuff, so man. good. I made my own ramen. Another thing I did this week is I got uh, pork from Costco. I got a recipe for some bao buns. I'm and thinking was, about those. Oh, you got bao bun recipe? Oh, I'll trade you some bao bun recipe. I want to make a bao bun. I some char siu pork belly in potted, there. Potted uh, pork belly with ginger and onions, right? And then I just cooked it until it was a little bit crispy, and it was okay. I had that with mashed potatoes. I got a question for you, Joe. Yeah? Here's something I've been having an issue with. <laughs> As we know, uh, during the during the quarantine, a lot of people have been growing beards. I I myself have also been growing a beard. Yeah. I kind of look like I'm in the Taliban <laughs> a little bit. It's not a great beard, but it's there. And, and uh, I've been I, here's something I've been having an issue with. You've seen me eat before. Yeah. When I eat, especially if I'm eating something sloppy like a big old burger or a chili mm. dog, you like to get big old burgers with that fried egg on top. I too, like you dirty. Boy. I like to take big bites. Mm. I don't take these little bites. You don't take no namby pamby little picker eater bites, bro. Right. I take. You take the big old bites. You're I, like a little snake. You unpop that jaw, baby, and you say ha ha ha. I unhinge my jaw and I put that burger in there. I like to take those bites where you have to you have to inhale first. Not only do you do you're that, you're not going to be able to breathe. You've after mastered a while. the art of doing a delicate twist when you go into it too. So you don't just take a bite like a turtle. You take a bite a turtle, and you're twisting the food so you can like force it into you. And and so I'll I'll take a bite that's so big where your whole mouth is filled with food and then you just it takes you like. Sometimes over a minute just to chew it all up and get through it. I'm the opposite. You're I'm savoring like, those, I'm all like that a wood flavor chipper. in your mouth. I only eat with part of my mouth, but I push it through and constantly chomp. So it's like a woodcutter going oh, into the like, conveyor belt of my mouth. That's how I eat. 
No, I like I like to take the biggest bite possible. Now you're big just, bite Vincent Fody over here. That's why they call me Big Bite Fody. They don't call you Big Bite Fody for nothing. <laughs> and then I, I I keep all that food in my mouth and just savor it and just taste all those flavors in my mouth. Now here's the problem with the beard. With the beard, I didn't understand this. When you eat a big old bite of something sloppy, that it all gets in the beard and the mustache. Chuck. Yeah, it does. I've been having a lot. <laughs> I ate a burger last week and. I, almost as much of it was on my face. It was like every time I took a bite, I had to go in the bathroom and like rinse off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need like a face bidet for. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I love my so is beard. It, is this why to you catch been, it? Is this why you take all the little bites? All is, the little bites because you got to get through the beard on yeah. mustache. Or else, if I take big bites like you, my beard turns into like a whale. Like I'm a whale. My beard turns into baleen. It turns into it, baleen. It just, it just is like filtering this fine out material <laughs> catching all the the krill that slips out of my sandwich. Is that what you're doing when you're going kayaking? You're just <laughs> trolling for krill. You put your face in the water. Do a little doggy paddle. I'm like building up speed in the kayak, and then I got a nose into the water. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys got any tips for me, you beard havers out there, yeah. are, are we, we have any big bite-taking beard wearers, let us know. I want to – how do I take that big bite without – Where's my big bite biscuit, boys? You know what I need? You know those things when you have to give somebody CPR, but it's so it's like – um. It's oh, like the, a, the mouth guard, the little mouth guard. Thing. It's yeah. like a, it's like a, for, for lack of a better term, like a dental dam. Yeah. Uh, that with you, like a, an eighth of a kazoo on it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's basically like a, a, a pl- dental pe- dam. It's basically Whoa. Like a <laughs> oh man. I'm going to edit that part out. It's basically like a piece of plastic <laughs> with a hole in it that you put over somebody's face. If you have to give a stranger CPR, yes. I think EMTs have them. Yeah. Now I need something like that where I just put it over my face and then I just put the the food through the hole. I'm I'm concerned that the hole's not going to be big enough for me to get my burger through, though. Huh. Need a big old bite. Or what you could do is you only eat while you're getting massages, and you have the food is on a conveyor belt pushing up against your mouth. <laughs> so you're getting a massage, and your head is in that hole, and it's just the food pushes up like right up into your mouth, and you can eat it like that. Okay. <laughs> Like, I use like a like a chiropractic or a massage table. Yeah. Uh, you, you think Ted Anderson has one of those? I bet you he does. Does Ted Anderson have one of those? I'm sure we can get you an extra for the point He does physical science. therapy, so yeah. I'm sure he's got one of those things. Or you could actually feed yourself through the massager by wrapping your arms around it. I see. Oh. Also, getting the massage, I think, would help me relax so I can in- unhinge my jaw further. <laughs> That's what you don't want. It's all, those, it's all those tight jaw muscles that I have. That's and all the, the stress last thing that I, I care. want. Is like, you ever get a massage and they massage your organs and you're like, I have to take a poop right now. And I have a half an hour left to get them rubbed. I always have to take a poop right now. I'm like <laughs> Louis C.K. Like I'm always a half hour away from having a bathroom emergency. That's why I like only go to the deli down the street. Oh, speaking of uh, comedians... Jerry Seinfeld. We should have mentioned this during spoiler alert. Jerry Seinfeld has a new stand-up out on Netflix. No way, he does. It's a brand new hour. Wow. He does have some material that I've heard before. There's some reused Seinfeld material. He does a bit about Pop-Tarts, and I could have sworn I've heard him do Pop-Tarts material before. Um, so if you're a longtime fan of Seinfeld and you know all of his material, you'll catch some stuff that either showed up in some of his really old pre-show stand-up, or there's a couple things that are filtered in that are from the show. Like he has the bit, he has the bit about how 
whatever year was the greatest year in a dad's life, that's what his wardrobe just yeah, that's gets locked old. in the time. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, that's from like season five or six of Seinfeld, I think. Yeah. They do he does that joke. But it's mostly new material, so I'm not gonna say it's the greatest stand up hour, but if you like Seinfeld and you like Seinfeld esque material, there's some good stuff in there. It's definitely <laughs> worth definitely worth a watch. If you like Seinfeld, you're not doing anything watch Seinfeld better. stand up. If you're not you're not doing anything better, so just watch nice. watch Seinfeld. Enjoy it. Support, Down on the corner, comedy in the street. That was all we have for Comedy Corner. Anything else for Gluttony Club? No, no Gluttony Club was brought to us by Nick Nolte. It's bad for you. Oh, here's a little dessert for Gluttony Club. Last night, made a little koi sorbet. Oh, I made tres leche cake. I'll, AKA... let, you, I'll let you taste it after the show. Oh, came I'll, out some. really good. Ooh, baby. Came out yum town. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to get into it, Chuck? Let's do it, baby. Are you ready Thanks to so do much it? for tuning in to KKU, KKU 88.5, the voice of Gravy. Are, I'm are Chuck we on, Sauce. We're not on KKU, You're Vincent though. Fody. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Biscuits and Gravy could not be here without our lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors. Wait, are we going to rebroadcast this on KKU? Yeah, totally. Like Tara Reads Audiobooks. When you need someone to read it to you, Tara, Tara Reads. Yeah. Tara Reads. And by Little John's Maid Service. They'll clean everything from the windows to the to walls. To the Today's uh, Gluttony Club was also brought to us by Michael Douglas's Fur Burgers. Warning, may cause throat cancer. Ooh, baby. So this is the end of the show, Vincent Fody. This is where I prove that I am the smartest <sighs> buffalo in the room. This is usually the, the part of the show where Tony Tutokes is banging on the door trying like, to get us out. They're called sex workers. Tony Midnight. <laughs> they're called sex workers. Good old Tony Tutokes. I don't understand why you can't say prostitute because prostitute is the literal word for it, right? It's prostitute is like a clinical term. Uh, it's not like like saying hooker, right? Well, I think that could be a little. It's, I mean, sex worker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something. I don't think there's anything wrong with prostitute. Ah! Isn't that the literal ah! definition of it? I don't know. Like you, you, you don't call them janitors anymore. Right? You know, custodial yeah. engineers. Yeah. All right. You ready to get into just stuff the knowledge yeah. about custodial <laughs> engineers? Yeah. Disgraced weatherman. Disgraced right. meteorologist. Roger Stone. All righty. Uh, asks. <laughs> our first question. Are you ready to prove that you're the smartest buffalo in our room? Sure. Right. All right. Our first question comes from Amy in Louisville, Kentucky. Amy wants to know, what is the capital of Germany? What is uh, the capital? Munich. Munich is wrong. Oh, wrong. Berlin. Uh, Berlin is what we were looking for. Berlin is actually, uh, actually the capital of Germany. I feel bad. They had a wall of note. Yeah. All right. Lisa in San Diego, California, asked this question. <laughs> she wants to know, in the show ALF, what does ALF stand for? We all know this. Uh, alien life form. That is absolutely yeah, everyone knows that one. Around the same time, <laughs> that's my Elf favorite. Was on, my favorite acronym. There was that TV show where, like, instead of adopting a daughter, they had like a robot daughter who could like do laser stuff. She's with her eyes, a and she was, small one. She was good at pool. It's small wonder. She yeah. was. She was a robot, and also the first example of a uh, robot mm-hmm. AI using their sexuality assets. Because I remember when I was a little boy, I had a crush on that robot. She was a small wonder. <laughs> She's a small <laughs> Okay. Did you know Alpha was an acronym out there? Yeah. Biscuits and gravy listeners? It's like Fez, like foreign exchange student on that 70s show. Wait, that's why they called him Fez? Yeah, it's a foreign exchange student. 
Hold up, I gotta write this down. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know. Wait, Fez. Last well, one on the Buffalo, baby. Wait, stop, stop. Fez was an acronym. Yeah, for foreign exchange oh. student. Wow. Yeah. So it's F E S. Yeah, Fez. I thought it was short for Fester. But, but, yeah, no. Like Uncle Fester. No. Fester the molester. I just thought his name was Fez. No. Like the like the Moroccan hat. Yeah, because he's va- he was no, vaguely. No, they're high school kids and they're douches. All right. Well, that settles that. You learn something new every day. Am I right, Biscuitiers? All right. Our third question comes from James in Kahului. He wants to know, uh, as we know, the third question is always a sports question because sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. You sound like you're in sporting condition right now, Chuck. Oh, Lord. James in Kahului asks this sports question. He wants to know, in the 1998 comedy... Matt Stone and Trey Parker create a hybrid sport. Basketball. Basketball yeah! is absolutely correct. You know oh, your sports, Chuck. Man. You know all about Michael Jordan being a lizard person. All about it, bro. You know about basketball. Ooh, boy. And you know about Kevin Costner in Tin Cup. But my apologies to Berlin and Munich. My apologies, everybody. Munich That's, was a movie, right? What a great show we had here on, in the Biscuit Bunker. Yeah, today. got two out of three. Uh, and that, that also means that that's the end of our show. You know what, bro? Oh, lordy. Well, it's time for me to leave the biscuit. I'm bunker. exhausted. I had one hell of a biscuits and gravy show with you. Looking forward to doing this again next we week. We covered a lot of same stuff Same biscuit time, same gravy place. And from me to you, a love.